0: But wait, there's more with Opie and Karina. Oh, nah, friends. Here we are. We're back. We, again, we're back. again, we're back. We're back.
1: We're always going to come back.
0: Uh, it is another But Wait, There's More podcast. Opie, Karina, and Kellen. Whoop, whoop. And we have a very special podcast today. I'm, I'm super excited to talk to this guy.
1: Me too.
0: Um, and we're going to get into what he does here in a minute. But first, let's just go ahead and say hi to our guest who's on the phone, Andrew McCloy. Andrew, how's it going?
2: I am doing way better than I deserve. <laughs> 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 thank you. Yeah. And I mean, I'm very, I'm a very upbeat person, positive person. I feel like it's definitely good to be that person in the time that we live in just because yes. people need that. But sure. first and foremost, I want to thank you all for having me on this podcast. I've been, Looking forward to chit-chatting about what I do for a living.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about what you do because you are the, uh, I guess, the VIP hospitality coordinator for a certain someone we all may have heard of who can, (laughs) I'm just going to say it, who can sing his ass off. (laughs) <laughs> um, Mr. Luke Holmes. So Andrew, uh, let's just jump right into it. Tell us, um, uh, a little bit about you. Just tell us about you first and then we'll get into the job.
2: So I actually grew up on a farm in Iowa and am very fortunate to have grown up in that manner in that way. And, um, I can, I'll get into it a little bit more kind of a, how my job got me kind of with Luke and everything, how I ended up there. But a lot of that um, played a key role in kind of my upbringing of, hey, how I grew up on a farm. I don't, guys, I honestly don't know where I'm going with this. I apologize.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, Andrew, we we should, okay, we got you on the phone. You're probably like, how do we know Andrew? No, we, we never met you backstage, but our girl Kellen here, you guys knew each other.
2: Yeah, yeah. So the first time I met Kellen, Would have been, and Kellen, you're going to probably have to help me out with some of this story. I can tell you the very basics of it, but not all the details. If it's a puzzle, I definitely have the pieces all there, but the pieces need to be arranged in the right positions. I got you. Go ahead. So um, it would have been the 2017 CMA Awards. We had both basically worked the, um, I don't know, been in CMA EDU, and I'm thinking that's probably how you got got in. Is that correct, Kellen?
3: Yeah, so I was the president of CMA EDU and got asked if I wanted to do the CMA Awards red carpet and we met outside of the music center eating pizza.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I remember too cuz I know we had a super early call time. I think it was like noon. Does that does that sound right?
3: Yes, because we waited forever outside. <laughs> then they brought us inside, and we sat around at a table for what, like five hours before we even got walkie
2: talkies. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a hurry up and wait kind of thing. But I know, obviously, they wanted to make sure that we were all there, accounted for, and we were comfortable too. Basically, just with doing the walkthroughs and making sure we knew where the restrooms were at. So if the talent needed to going and use the bathroom They kinda we could point them in the right direction. But yeah, I, I remember then ever ever since. I think that's been the only award show that we've worked together though, hasn't it been Kellen? Well then we
3: worked I think it was the twenty eighteen the next year we worked and that was when it was downpouring and they moved it that's to right. the lawn outside of um, the award show.
2: Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't as fun as the first year. But I mean regardless <laughs> yeah. whether you work a red carpet, I feel like it's a lot of fun. But um, that was super cold that night, too, if I remember right.
1: Oh, yeah. My feet were freezing. They were wet. I was not prepared <laughs> for that storm. That's the glorious stuff people don't get to see. The- right? <laughs> you worked a red carpet? Cool. Yeah, but I was freezing and I was getting pneumonia, but it's fine.
0: So, uh, go oh, go go ahead.
1: Sorry. Oh Well, I was going to ask, Andrew, is that, like, working the red carpet, was that, like, the first gig you kind of had in the industry?
2: So, the first main gig I had in the industry was actually going back, um, kind of, again, I grew up on a farm in Iowa was kind of how I initially started that, but grew up on a farm in Iowa and had always been positive and um, wanting to work in the entertainment industry for some reason. I think it was just the energy that um, I felt when I went to a show and um, was growing up on a farm. I was in 4-H and was being in 4-H, Obviously, I would take um, my livestock and my woodworking projects or my 4-H projects to the local county fair. And the county fair, um, the club that I belonged to was um, basically a part of the Jones County Fair. And as I got older, I really realized, hey, we have wide world known entertainers that come to our county fair and perform. And I mean, what a privilege that is, just because not a lot of people can say, that Keith Urban and Carrie Underwood have been to their county fairs and performed. So as I got older and realized, hey, you know what? I kind of want to pursue this music industry, music business thing, the business side of it. I actually reached out to a couple that sat behind us in church because they're on the fair board. And I said, hey, I don't care what I'm doing if I'm cleaning toilets. If I'm stocking I mean water, soda. I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to be backstage. And they're able to <laughs> get me a job as a stagehand. And so I mean I wasn't cleaning toilet, so that was good. I would have been fine though. I would have been content with cleaning toilet just to be backstage. <laughs> but ended up um, working as a stagehand for a couple years and what that consists of is basically helping set up the stage set up the LED video board, setting up the drums, and all of the heavy lifting. It's definitely a job that you appreciate and you appreciate those people when you go to a show because a lot of people think, hey, you show up to a venue and that the whole entire stage, rigging, video boards, all the displays automatically pop up, but it's a process. It's a full um, eight, nine, ten hours, if not more, to bring all of that to life but I did that for a couple of years and then ended up carrying my labrum. So I was really no good. I would have been a liability to put it in
1: <laughs> a liability, <been> a liability <laughs>
2: to be a stagehand just because I had the one good hand in my face. I had surgery. The, the fair is usually in July. I had surgery in June on my repaired labrum. So I still had like a, I don't know, immobilizer on and, it wasn't, it wasn't fun at all, but I still wanted to work the fair, so I reached out to the people that I had met the last couple of years and said, hey, I still want to help out. If you guys can find a gig, I'd love to, love to help out anywhere. And sure enough, they said, yeah, we'd love to have you as a runner. And as a runner, um, that is actually where I met Luke's tour manager because Luke actually opened up for Jason Aldean there um, when Luke was younger and ended up running for him and as a runner you basically meet the tour manager you meet the hospitality uh, coordinator kind of what i do now you meet those people and you make sure that the after show food is picked up and you also get the bus stock you get anything they want to say drink or consume if it be food or beverages and I I did that for a couple of years, but
1: wait, you know what? You know what I just realized, real quick. Yeah. I was a VIP hospitality coordinator once in my life. <laughs> that's a, for, really? That's what I'm just realized. <laughs> well, I was a runner for ESPN when they would come into town for the football games, and I would stock everything that they all wanted. I'd have to go to the store and get it all, and set it all up, and take it all down at the end. So, yeah, I didn't realize like I had a title. Oh,
2: yeah, that, that <laughs> you were like a runner, like I was. And um, that's ultimately how I met Luke's tour manager. I mean, I feel like you meet certain people and you connect with them. And I just connected. And um, this would have been, I believe, the summer of 2018. Because I know Luke had released Hurricane and a couple, um, I think a couple singles. But nothing, I mean, was on the rise. But I had uh, made that connection and always stayed in contact with them. Um, Came across him at CMA Fest when I worked at, came across him at the CMA Awards, and had always just stayed in contact with Ethan. And then once I graduated from Belmont, I actually got two years done at a community college up in Iowa and then transferred down to Belmont just to get my degree in music business and business administration. But once I graduated, I had an interview with CAA, which is Luke's agency. And I reached out to um, Luke's tour manager just to touch base and say, hey, I'd more than appreciate you putting a good word for me if that's something you're comfortable with. And he said, sure enough, I mean, I had a job opportunity with Luke. And he said, we'd love to have you out on the road doing VIP and hospitality coordination. And
1: I awesome. swear within
2: three or four days, it was uh, I was on a plane to go out to Bozeman, Montana. And it happened super fast. And it was something that at the time, I don't think I realized how fast everything happened, but it was something that I was ready for. And that's kind of how I even got connected with Luke's camp, essentially going back to kind of growing up on a farm and obviously was growing up on a farm in Iowa. Being it all started
1: with- on that farm in Iowa, huh? <laughs>
2: yeah, all going back to Iowa. And it's just like, out of all of the states, it's just like, you would think Iowa, I mean, it is, again, we have some big cities in Iowa. There's a lot of corn. Trust me, I've been there. I grew up there. But it's, it's something that when it comes to the entertainment industry, there's not a lot of opportunities there to learn. And I've just been fortunate to, I don't know, have been raised on a farm. With that and everything out.
0: <laughs> Andrew, I think it's safe to say you become a parody of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: getting I, I would in... agree, Opie, I would totally agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> getting into what you do now, Andrew, you are the VIP, or it's called VIB with Luke, is that right?
2: Yeah, it's actually VIB. A lot of people look at my resume, and I have um, VIB on there, and they think, oh, that's a typo, but it's actually VIP. So um, I'm going to kind of break this question down into a couple different parts.
1: Yeah, like what do you do?
2: Yeah. So, on the VIB side, I basically help with Luke's fan interactions and engagements, which come along with his live concerts. That consists of helping with his meet and greet, coordinating and organizing his very important bootleggers event. And that is where, like, the VIB
1: comes oh,
2: in. Oh, got it. The <laughs> got it. Are, yeah, there you go. You're. We're we're making sure that everyone's on the same page here. But the VIB, the VIB <laughs> um, is very important. Bootleggers and the bootleggers are Luke's fan club members. So yeah, that's that's where that B comes in instead of the P. But the main difference between the meet and greet and the VIB event, the meet and greet is just a plain simple photo opportunity, where the VIB event consists of a photo opportunity a question and answer, in which I run, and then also the attendees get a souvenir cup with either um, a choice of Miller Lite if they're of age or soda, since obviously Luke has that partnership with Miller Lite. So um, I coordinate both of those meet and greet the VIB event, and I also have to advance with the venue just to get a feel of what they have, the space they have on site, and I always like to be proactive when it comes to any prep, anything with my job, so then when I'm walking into the venue day of show, I'm not running around trying to find, hey, what what room are we using? Um, do we have even space on site to do these events? So I always advance just to get a feel of the spaces we have and also just to get a liquor license. I know a lot of people aren't familiar with it, but a lot of the venues um, make us get a liquor license out of Probably say ten venues, nine of them will say, "Hey, you need to have a liquor license," just because at uh, that VIB event we obviously hand out Miller Miller Lite to people of age, and we need a bartender to do that, just because there are certain liability things. So um, there's I so advanced, much that goes
1: uh, into it that like people just like don't know about.
2: Yeah, and it's it's something too. It's a whole entire. I don't want to say. Production inside of a production. It's a little production inside of a big production. But there's a lot of things to think about that you don't really think about until you're actually in that position, until you're actually doing that job. So that's what I do on the VIP side. And there's essentially more. So on the hospitality side, I first and foremost make sure that Luke is taken care of. Luke's dressing room is set up, it's stocked with um, the items he wants in there. And Are we
1: allowed to know anything that's on his go. rider? Like, like a candy? Is there a candy on it? You could just say yes or no.
2: There... Candy. Luke loves, Luke loves gummy worms.
1: Ooh. He loves gummy
2: worms. <laughs> and, uh, Same. I can't <laughs> think it's, it's been such a long time since I actually had to basically send a runner to go get gummy worms. But um, there's a certain type of gummy worms. I can't think. And I, I should know it, but. oh, he's specific with his gummy worms. worms. Luke loves. Oh, very specific. And it's, it's something that I don't know if Luke is specific. It's something of saying, hey, Luke, what type of gummy worms do you like? Because I want to make sure to, again, make you happy at the end of the day because that's my job. <laughs> so gummy worms, um, make sure that he has his gummy worms and <laughs> make sure he's happy with that. But make sure that his dressing room is all prepped, set up. Luke is very personable and I um, will spend a lot of time in the venue. Um, With his crew, with his band, so uh, but make sure Luke is taken care of. I also set up the radio room, so we haven't. Hey, that's us. That's us.
1: That's where we (laughs) go. Yeah, we're with you on that
2: one. We've been (laughs) there.
0: I have not.
2: (laughs) Callen, one day, one day. Just be patient; it'll come. But. I know. Um, I, hey, I think I she knows played... a guy. Well, you started working for Luke
3: <laughs> after he came to Knoxville. So if you had been, I know I probably had a hookup there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we haven't played Knoxville, and and um, I mean I think they played it before I got on on the basically the beer never broke my heart leg with Morgan Wall and Jameson Rogers, but mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't there yet, but. Um, I basically set up the radio room. Obviously, radio personnel will come in, hang out with the openers, and then also Luke, and just take some pictures, catch up. So um, there'll be some food in there, some beverages, so I make sure that that is all prepped and that we have the space aside for that radio personnel. And on top of that, I just simply take care of the band, the crew, and every single person on the tour that comes out to the shows including the guests. Um, I just want to make sure that they enjoy the show when it comes to any beverages, any food that they're taking care of, and that they enjoy their whole entire Luke Combs concert experience. So that's that's what I do as a VIP and hospitality coordinator. There's a lot that goes into it. One thing that a lot of people don't realize even about this position is how much exercise you get. It's crazy. I oh, I thought you is. were going to
0: say it all started on a farm in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> but, I'm just um, kidding, man. I I'm like just kidding. Four- <laughs> You're fine. I hope you. No worries. But I get like 14 miles of walking. That's what I average on a daily basis. So it's just like it's very, I mean, much. Hey, you have to be essentially ready to go. You have to have your walking shoes on.
0: So what you're saying is while Karina and I are working hard to close our rings, it's no big deal for you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could, you could say that. And, um, I, I, to begin with, I'm, I'm very active, so it, it totally fits me as a person. I run quite a bit, but that's one thing I really didn't realize going into it of how much exercise I would get. I kind of figured, Hey, I'd be in a production office and that would be it. But obviously, with doing everything I do, you always have to kind of make laps, checking on certain things, um, run tickets up to the box office, run to the meet and greet and VIB space to make sure that's prepped, run to the bus to get this, to get that. There's just a lot of, lot of running around, and you definitely, definitely have to have your walking and running shoes on when it comes show day.
3: So, out of everything you do, Andrew, what is your favorite part?
2: Just one. Just name one. Probably being able to travel. I love being able to travel. Um, I know just seeing different states, cities of this country, great country that we live in. I mean, that's a blessing. And it's also really cool just to travel international, internationally. We were actually over in the UK and also Europe last March um, before this pandemic hit. And we actually had a Come home um, halfway through our C2C um, festival shows. We got to play Berlin and Amsterdam. Wait, and is that we the same festival
3: where you were at the pub with Luke and his wife and everyone, and you like took a drink and then gave him his own line back? I think it was on your Snapchat.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it, Kellen. That was it. Okay. And um, <laughs> we had a good, we had a good time over in Amsterdam. We had I think over there totally. We were supposed to be over there 14 days. We were supposed to play only five shows, so we had, I think, like eight days left when it came to taking the travel time out. I think we had like eight days left of days off being able to do tourist stuff. But yeah, I, I we had a good time in Amsterdam, and um, it, was, it was great to see Amsterdam. I had never been over to that area of this world before. But um, London, I was super excited to go to London. Um, got to see the Tower Bridge. Um, Big Ben, the cathedral, but I think it's St. Paul's, and then obviously Abbey Road, where the Beatles crossed, um, basically that street, and it's just it's a, I mean, complete blessing and something to say. Hey, I love to travel, and um, that's one of the biggest perks. And I know you only said one, but I'm gonna throw another one at you too. But I grew up and still am a huge sports fan. I love the Chicago Cubs and Minnesota Vikings. And it's crazy just to go to all of these arenas and see um, how huge they are. And then obviously with Luke playing them, you can kind of get behind the scenes and see, hey, what does it actually look like? What do the locker rooms look like? And hopefully we can one day play. Yeah, it's really cool. Hopefully one day we can play Wrigley Field, just with being a Cubs fan in U.S. Bank Stadium up in Minneapolis. Hopefully – we can play both of those one day. Well, I think and you're I, with I the right artist.
1: A good <laughs> shot, a good shot.
2: I know. I know the um, Mercedes Benz stadium was just the coolest one yet that we've ever, that I've ever been to and that we've played since joining. That was actually down in Atlanta and is where the Falcons play. And we got to play ATL live with Eric church down there. But, it just looks like a big spaceship down there, that whole entire arena. But it's definitely definitely something to see in person.
0: All right, so crazy question, fun question. Have you ever done a shooey with Luke?
1: We know he does them during the show. I
2: have never done a shooey with Luke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I think eventually this will probably be something that eventually happens. Um, just with um, the band guys or the crew guys, or even Luke probably will listen to this podcast. So it's something like they'll say, "Oh yeah, we got to do a shoey with you, McCoy. So I think it'll probably happen. But yeah, Luke, Luke um, will shotgun a beer. I think well, at least maybe one or two um, beers the show, and um, gets the fans going. And it's just a just a good time at the shows. <laughs> but no, I sorry to get off topic. But going back, yeah, I've never done a shoey, and I think eventually I probably will.
3: So you haven't done that, but what's the craziest thing you've ever seen
1: happen with a
2: fan? Craziest thing I've ever seen happen. So A fan
1: of Luke, not a fan I, of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am
2: not
1: kidding i do not
2: have many fans. But um, oh. craziest thing I've seen a fan of Luke do. Honestly, there's there's been nothing super crazy. I know that sounds weird. But what do you I mean? Country music
3: to, fans get kind of crazy.
2: I know. They do. <laughs> they do. Rowdy and the whole nine yards. But I, I honestly... I'm usually running around backstage during the show, helping pack certain things up, making sure that they get to the dock so those hampers or boxes can get on the trailers so then they essentially can um, leave to go to the next venue. So then once we get there the next day, they're ready there at the dock for unloading. So usually I'm running around during the show even just to pack everything up And get everything organized essentially to put back on the trailers to leave but one of the one of the cutest this isn't crazy at all one of the cutest things i've ever seen is one of the kids little boy that went viral um singing i think beer never broke my heart i think he was singing that song or if it wasn't that it was she got the best of me but he was singing it and um he was actually at one of luke's meet and greets and um biggest smile on his face when he got to meet Luke, which is priceless, just being able to play a part in that and seeing that. But he had a cardboard cutout of himself, and um, he had Luke sign it, personalize it, and um, that was super, super cute to see.
1: Oh, I love that. I have a, I have a random question, Andrew. Why do you all wear black backstage? Is that the uniform, or does everybody <laughs> just like the color black?
2: Yeah, so that is that is a myth. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you're gonna debunk it. I am. I'm gonna debunk it. At least I'm some of it. So I'm gonna debunk it when it comes to Luke's camp and the other couple camps that I have worked with. I feel like it's totally up to the boss um, of saying, "Hey, if his crew uh, has to wear black," but I know with Luke, we don't have to wear all black. I think that's more of a award show um, thing for sure. And I definitely know it's the fact when it comes to award shows. And yes, can, I can confirm. Kellen, yeah, I was just going to say, Kellen knows. But I have been um, fortunate to have worked. I worked at CMA Awards, the CMT Awards, and also the ACM Awards. And every single time I've worked in an awards show, I've always had to wear black from basically top of my head to the um, bottom of my foot. And it's something I think it helps the production, um, basically the production manager, And the director of the show, it helps them pick out talent. And the talent sticks out oftentimes just because the talent will be wearing these um, suits with crazy colors. And especially when it comes to, say, like a commercial break, if the time is winding down and you have essentially 20 seconds left, you have to find that talent real quick and make sure they're in their seat. Otherwise, when the camera pans across that audience, there's going to be empty seats and it's not going to look good. And, again, not a lot of people think of that, but there's a lot of logistics of saying, hey, if Luke's performing at the CMA Awards, we have to have seat fillers to fill in his seat, especially if the camera pans over it. Otherwise, it's not going to look good because there's empty seats. So I think the main thing with Black is just to kind of make um, it known when it comes to award shows of, hey, what is it? where's the talent at? And it's a source to – or it, it's not a source, but it, it helps identify, hey, who's really important and who needs to be in their seats. And basically, if someone's backstage and you can find them real quick because they have a yellow dress on or if they they have a blue suit on and they don't have black. So basically, everyone that's wearing black, not saying we're not important, we play a role in it. But it's something that's just like we're not important when you're looking for for someone to fill a seat or put to put them in their seat.
1: <laughs> so in other words, always wear bright colors so people think you're important and you could end up, you know, sitting in Luke's seat at the CMA Awards. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that- that's <laughs> yeah. what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> you
2: definitely do that. And you know what? Um, I actually know they have like seat fillers, and I I have never really thought about that until now, Karina. But with you mentioning that, usually the seat fillers are wearing colors and it's just not black. So yeah, that's definitely a
1: good strategy. No, I'm going to bring out all the colors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you remember where you were and what you thought the first time you heard a Luke Combs song? Because for me, I do. And I'll never forget it. i Brad Parker um, used to work here at the radio station. He has d- done some things in the industry. What, like what you're doing now, but uh, anyway, we were on our way to a show here in East Tennessee believe we were on our way to go see Trey Sadkins. Um, he was in town and he was performing and the radio station was going and it was a long drive to where we had to go. And he said, man, I've got an artist that I found on Spotify that I want you to hear. And I said, OK. And so we turned it on and listened to Hurricane. And he goes, Brad says to me, man, I think this guy's going to go far. I, I, I think that, you know, if he can get a record deal, he's because he had not had he did not have the record deal yet. And so I remember listening to the the song in that car, and I go, wow, like, why is this guy not signed yet? But what was it like for you hearing his song for the first time and now working for him?
2: Yeah, so the first time I heard Luke's song would have been, I can remember the exact place and everything. And it's it's weird because my twin brother, I have a twin brother, Matthew, and he actually essentially introduced me to Luke. And I can give him all the credit because it was actually hurricane. He said, hey, Andrew, and I think this was probably, I don't know, maybe end of 2017.
1: Oh, so were you off the farm so, or on the farm?
2: I It was, it was,
1: it was before I confirm. left
2: the farm. It was
1: before I left the farm. So I, I would have
2: graduated. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think right at the stage of on and then getting off, leaving the farm. So um, <laughs> going back, I, I graduated in 2015 from high school. I attended community college and lived at home for my first two years just because the community college was like 20 minutes up the road. So I figured, hey, live at home, save some money, which I'm thinking now. I'm thinking myself I did that now. But um, we were actually still living at home, and me and my twin um, – He also went to the same community college, and he said, hey, Andrew, this was during a study session, and we took a break, and he said, hey, Andrew, I just discovered this song, and I heard this today, and um, I want to play and see what you think of it, and sure enough, it was Hurricane by Luke Combs, and he played it once, and I I honestly didn't have a lot to say, as in, hey, that's a dang good song, and more than likely, I mean, that's something that a lot of people are going to like. And I, I think it would have probably been, now I think about it, I think it would have been early 2017 because I know I transferred down to Belmont in the fall of, what it would have been, fall of 2017, yeah. So I think it would have probably been springtime of 2017, but, you no know, he played it for me, and I think we probably played that song, I want to say at least 10 to 15 times that night just because it, it was a great song. And, I mean, it's something that a lot of people – have loved and obviously went number one and um, is the main song that got Luke Combs to where he is at today.
0: Have you shared the story with him at all? I have
2: not. I have not. No.
0: Wow. That's cool. I love it.
1: Yeah. Andrew, what is like, obviously last year and even into this year has been a little off to say the very least. Um, How has a year like not being able to tour impacted you? Like what were you doing when you weren't touring?
2: It's been weird. So um, I know Luke actually put out, we put a video out, Luke did, on his, all of his socials. It would have been at the end of this last year. And um, Luke has actually taken care of all of us during this time, which has been a, a big, complete blessing. And it says a lot about Luke um, as a person, how he actually cares for his band and his crew guys. Oh, that's and again, awesome. I was, it, was, it was something that I, looking back, I've totally worked with Luke for about seven active months. And obviously, it was on a paid-by-show basis going back to 2019 when I first got on there. And um, 2020 started, and they said, Andrew, we like you a lot. We're going to bring you back, put you on a salary. And um, obviously, we only played, I think, four or five shows in the States last year. And then we played those two shows over in Amsterdam and Berlin. So it's been Definitely um, something that says a lot about Luke as a person, and um, again, because I've I've only been with him for such a short amount of time, and he's taking care of us. But um, I'm a person. I'm very active. I love to better myself. I'm an achiever type. I'm the I'm the type three person, <laughs> and I want to keep the ball rolling. So um, during this weird unexpected time, I've actually um, got a full time job and and just keeping busy doing like client relations specialist at Tractor Supply actually at their main corporate office. Down in
1: Brentwood. <laughs> it all comes back is... to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, does. it does.
2: And, and honestly, <laughs> it's, it's funny because I always had positive experiences at Tractor Supply of going in there when I was young. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'll reach out to Tractor Supply because I want to stay busy. And if I can do a little double dipping, I want to do some double dipping. So I've been with tractor supply since July of last year. But um it's been weird. But in general, as humans, we definitely hate delays and we want things to happen when we want them to. But the truth is, behind every delay, there is some goodness, even if we don't see the goodness right now. And perhaps the biggest lesson that I have been reminded during this time is to never, ever take anything for granted. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people have been reminded during this weird time of this pandemic and everything.
0: So what was it like to get everybody, the whole crew, you included uh, back together for the Daytona 500 for the first show since the pandemic, like describe the feeling that that felt like.
2: Oh, it was like Christmas morning (laughs) to simply put it. It was like Christmas morning. Um, Just because the last time we had everyone together was over in London. And obviously, we didn't get to play that show in London, but we were all rushed back because the borders were closing on that Friday. And I think we left London on that Wednesday or Thursday. So essentially, there was probably the, out of the 24, 25 people that were over there with Luke. I know um, we kind of got, I don't know, split up on the flights back because we just wanted to get back to the United States. We didn't care where we were going. So it was kind of um, something that I don't want to say emotional, but it was just nice to see everyone again just because it had been such a long time. And I've obviously stay in contact with a lot of Luke's band and crew members and we catch up quite a bit in Nashville, but just to have everyone in one place at the same time, again, it was definitely something that, I mean, you'll never forget. Even though I, I mean at Daytona 500, it was a pre-race show. So it wasn't really a concert. We played five songs, but it was still something of, hey, I mean, we'll take what we can get, especially given this time. But we have a special group on the road. And I feel like when it comes to road life and road crews, it's hard to find a, a group of people that have that special bond. And it feels like a family just because you spend so much time on the road with them. And a lot of people get tired of other people real quick, but um, I'll <laughs> honestly, I can sounds say like with us. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with but with Luke, it's just like at the end of the day, um, everyone respects everyone, and we all get along, and that's what just makes that crew band and Luke as a um, artist and just as a person so special. And I ultimately feel like it starts at the top with Luke and trickles down, and um, I'm just very very fortunate to be a part of it and play a small part in Luke's career. And um, we're just hoping, I'm hoping we can get back at it midsummer, but, that has yet to be seen
0: still well andrew thank you we know that you you know you're busy with tractor supply in the farm but yeah. um <laughs> we, we, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to to talk with us and kind of give us a little glimpse of you know behind the scenes of you know what you do as the the vib and hospitality coordinator for luke combs we would we just have one more thing to ask of you before we go yeah if that's okay and that's when this gets posted, will you recommend Luke Combs listen to it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no pressure. No, I, yeah, I will. I will definitely recommend Luke listening to it. And, and I think he probably will because I know he he does an Apple Music podcast. It's the Bootleggers um, podcast, and he does a podcast. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm I bet you he'll probably listen to it though. If I'm doing uh, hi, it, Luke. I'm it.
3: <laughs> hi, Luke. Hi, <Hey>.
2: Luke.
3: <laughs> <laughs> big fan, big fan. <laughs> We will make sure to send you the direct link so you can just, you know, text that over to Luke. We're like, oh hey, gosh. new
1: podcast alert. <laughs> Andrew, thank you so yeah. much. And and also, thank you for the insight, too. I don't think a lot of people, we, we always talk about, like, the, the crew and how they're hurting and, and stuff like that. But to actually hear it from a crew member, I think, is special. So thank you for sharing that part of it. Yeah,
2: you're more than welcome. And I, I've really enjoyed it. Again, with, with growing up the way I grew up and um, not having any connections in the industry, any time someone reaches out to me and says, hey, Andrew, we want you to talk about what you do for a living, I mean, it's something that I'll never turn it down just because it's just like I was one time in that situation of wanting to learn um, kind of how someone got there and got their job. And again, I, I moved to Nashville with no connections, so what? And, um, I know the industry, it's, it's a lot of people think it's all about who, you know, not what, you know, and a lot of it is, and they promote networking. But at the end of the day, I just feel like the most important thing is just to build authentic relationships with people and, um, know that if you put your heart and soul into it and you give 110% at it, um, be patient and, um, everything will work out and you'll eventually get your break, but no, yeah, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed hopping on here and, discussing everything with you guys. And again, I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy day to want to talk to a VIP and hospitality coordinator.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you're awesome. Andrew McCloy, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Hope to see you on the road this summer.
2: We will, we will. You guys have a great day.
0: Take care, bud.
2: Bye. Yep, you too. Bye.
0: Is he gone? Okay, yeah. Do uh, you know what Andrew's thinking right now? What? Why the hell did I talk about the farm? Oh! <laughs> This Man. is hard is what a cool interview though. Okay,
1: listen, I love this kid's drive. Oh, absolutely. Any if you're listening and you've got kids that are in college or anything, like listen like tell him tell them to listen to this podcast and do what he did.
0: And that's honestly, you know, in any job you get in life, anything, it doesn't have to be this, but you got to have a drive, right? But in our industry, as you know, that's a big major factor. And if you don't have that, you're not getting in. So, I mean, you know, he went from working the fair to now working with Luke Combs. All because He but forgot, this... he
1: lived on the farm first.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. How could I forget? He lived there first. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, right. it's so cool.
1: And also, wait. Anybody have gummy worms?
0: The Luke Combs. <laughs> I didn't. No, I did. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, he would've was awesome, though. All right. Well, thanks again for checking out this uh, podcast. Share it with all your friends. And as always, if you have a question, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Opie and Karina. We'll see you next time. Bye.